Hello, queen, and welcome to the CEO Mindset Method. I am your host, Erin Titanser. This is where you get to take your CEO status to a whole new level. We are all about taking ownership of who you are now, how you got here, and why you want what you want. We heal, guide, visualize more than what you think is possible for you, and I teach you how to make it happen. We make the present to future journey fun, sexy, attractive, exciting, so that creating five-figure months is a no-brainer. It's possible. We do it, and we want you in our tribe. I'm so freaking happy you are here. Now let's get started. Hello, queens, and welcome back to another episode of the CEO Mindset Method. I'm your host, Erin Titanser, and I am very, very, very grateful to be here with you today um, because I would say this is what you call, what I used to call in the thick of it. I'm in it. I wouldn't say the thick of it anymore because I have chosen to be all in for whatever comes up. Um, You would be very interested to know what my face looks like after a full day of mental breakdowns in front of my kids questioning life. And my face is fresh and my makeup has not moved because I have tried this new makeup line that my friend Jessica has her business in and I've been watching her tutorials forever. And finally, after over a year of knowing here, I finally just said, I'm just going to use up all the makeup I have right now. And then when I'm out, I am going to go all in on, I I was trying to think of what it's called. It starts with an S, um, but you probably know them for their lip gloss that doesn't come off your lips. Well, it doesn't. And neither does your mascara or your eyebrows or your face makeup. So (laughs) after a day like today, when you can look in the mirror and think you look semi-beautiful. I would 100% call that a win. Honestly, I don't even know if I would hop on this podcast right now if it wasn't for my face. (laughs) It sounds so bad, but you know, after you have like a really, really like toddler tantrum, tantrum cry where your body's just needing to release emotion, you look into the mirror and you're like, seriously, I'm like splotchy red, like my chest gets all red, my eyes get puffy. And I've had a couple of those today, which it's actually been a while for me to have those in um, one day, but I am feeling everything right now and learning so much. And that's what I want to talk to you guys about today is what to do when you feel like you know exactly what your vision and purpose is and what you want to do next, and then things just happen, the unexpected happens. And I talk a lot about this on Instagram and with my clients of when we're preparing to figure out a plan to meet our goals. We, I always have my clients come up with um, all of the obstacles that they think they can face down anything that comes up, anything. Like my number one thing that always comes up when there's a new goal is what if my kids get sick and have to stay home? 
What if one of us gets COVID? What if schools shut down? What if Brad has is traveling? It's all of those what ifs that I write down under my obstacles. And what we do with these obstacles is first walk ourselves through the process of what that he would even look like. Um, because all of the what ifs come up, walking yourself through the very end and coming up with a strategy for each one. And it's interesting that um, the same strategy or a few of the same strategies apply to a lot of the things that are on our obstacle list. Um, I know for me, when I am thinking of um, the kids being home, I have a fail plan, which means if it's a work day, I am failing in advance. I already know I'm failing at screen time. And because I know that when I am working and doing the things that I love, I am able to show up as the mom that I'm wanting to be rather than blaming my kids for being sick and having to stay at home. So part of my fail plan is there's going to be a lot more screen time and I'm going to totally fail at um, trying to put a limit on it. And I'm okay with that because I have chosen in advance that I would fail. So here's what would happen if I didn't put that on my fail list. Um, at the end of the day, if they were on their iPads or watching TV a lot, I would feel like I was a bad mom. I was feeling like they shouldn't have been doing that. I would feel like just totally overanalyzing why they even had to be on the iPads and why they had to be on the TV and then making it mean something about me. So we want to create an obstacles and strategies list. But what happens when you have a strategy and you know the obstacle and you're on day two, possibly day three, and the strategy probably worked the first day, but maybe you didn't plan for the second and third day. And I want to give you my personal example. Um, I had a lot of things that were on my results list for this week. I had five things on my results list. And what I mean by that is when I do my weekly hour one, which I will talk about in another episode because everyone should be doing that. Um, I write down the results that I will have accomplished by Saturday night of every single week. And it's like set in stone. And then I work backwards and I write out everything that I will need to do so that I know they will be done by Saturday night of every week. So I had five things down this week because Mac is in kindergarten and he was supposed to be in school every day this week and he got sick and I took him into the doctor yesterday, which is a Wednesday and he can't go back to school until his, he is fever free for 24 hours. So my brain starts freaking out. Yesterday was fantastic. Um, on my obstacle list when they are home, I have um, a bucket of dollar store knickknack craft stuff that I can just throw at them to keep them busy while I'm working on stuff. Um, and yesterday went great. It went the best it has ever gone with them being home and me being able to work and feeling like I was do I was showing up exactly the way that I want to. So now we're on day two and my brain is thinking, what am I going to do today and possibly tomorrow with the second they take Tylenol, they're totally fine. They're wrestling, they're yelling, they're screaming. 
penetrating the projector bubble that I have around me and I'm trying to control it. It changes day to day. So this is where the strategy could totally work for however long it works. And the second you feel like you might lose it or you are out of alignment. For me, my indicator is that I feel super, super bitter towards the kids and I can notice when I'm starting to blame them. My body just shakes with fury and bitterness. It's definitely not a pretty sight at all. I'm just going to say that. And I took care of myself this morning. I asked myself, what is it that I need? And I needed physical working, working out. I needed to work out. And so it was really, really hard. And I actually posted a video today of, of me literally dripping and it felt so good. And then I did an ice bath, felt awesome. I turned on a meditation and I had this moment, um, where I was sitting in front of my mirror and the boys were starting to get loud and I was listening to this I Am Affirmations by one of my favorite people on Insight Timer. It's an app that I use for meditation and visualizations and all that. And um, I was listening to this I Am Affirmation meditation for 20 minutes sitting in front of the mirror and I hear the boys starting to get wild. Well, my body physically responds to whining and screaming. I can feel my heart rate going up. I can feel my neck tightening up. I can feel it all. And so I'm listening to this affirmation text, literally looking at myself in front of the mirror and trying to imagine that there is this energetic bubble around me and other energies cannot go through it. And side note this morning Otto was screaming and whining about something and I said that it's not mine and I've been saying this for about a month now and Brad was like what did you say and I was like that is not mine and he was like that's a really good way to put it and I'm like have you not been hearing me say that a hundred times a day like that is what gets me through and the reason I do that is because I'm letting my brain know that is not my energy. I don't need to take it on, which then my body relaxes and I start to breathe because when my body feels that energy, I hold my breath, I tighten up, my heart rate goes up, all the things. So if I can say that is not mine, I can see it as someone else's. And then I can see most of the time, super interesting. My energy is calm and content. It's like, that is my natural state is calm and content. And a lot of people will ask me what's wrong, but I'm literally just feeling calm and content a lot of the time. And so that's just a little trick. But anyways, so I was sitting in front of the mirror and I hear the voice coming up. Otto starts screaming that Mac is hitting him. And um, because Otto is another projector, I know that he takes on my energy as well. So it is very... In a, very interesting. I don't want to say hard, but it has been, it's a learned, um, skill for sure. And something that I am going to be working on, but so grateful. I, I know logically what is happening with the energies. So for me to try and protect and stay in my energy while also 
seeing his and my like my auras like just taking on the whining and screaming and anger and frustration today when I was sitting in front of the mirror um I was listening to this guy say all of these I am affirmations and there were a few that stuck out to me and I he kept talking about love and he kept talking about how I am love and I am energetically protected and I create my own reality. And I was like, this is interesting. My default brain, my default response and reaction to him doing this is yelling and screaming. And it's not what I want to do. Um, and so he, he came in and I just kept listening to the affirmations and I was sitting cross-legged and I just had my arms out to tell him to come in and I had him just sit on my lap and he was still just like crying really, really, really hard. And, um, I just held him. I just held him and I rocked him back and forth and we listened to this for just about a couple minutes. And then he asked me a question and I went and helped him. And I walked away from that experience completely different. And we walked into the kitchen and usually when he's asking me for things over and over again, I get very frustrated because he's almost forward can do a lot of this himself. And I've seen him do things by himself. And he also has a fever of 102 and he started looking very scared. And Otto gets very nervous about um, being sick. He always relates it to throwing up. And so I got down on his level and I asked him, what is it you're feeling? And he said, scared. I said, where do you feel scared in your body? And he's like, right here. And it was in his belly. And it made so much sense. And I said, that's totally okay to be scared. What are you scared of? And he told me, and I, I, if I would not have stayed in my own energy, ding, 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 one of the biggest concepts that I am always talking and teaching about. If I wasn't able to stay in my energy, I would have reacted and responded the same way as my default ego responds and reacts. And that is yelling and screaming, getting frustrated and putting kids in rooms and all of that. So, so how do we stay in our own energy? We breathe, we for me, I have to walk away from the energies. It usually means I go outside, um, but we breathe. We always come back to the breath, the power of the of our breath. We are the universe. We are air. We are light. We are energies. Breath brings us back. That is the power, is the breath. And breath can tell you so, so, so much. It can bring you back into the present and truly acknowledge what is actually going on because everything outside of us is a reflection that's going on inside. And so if I know that about the people I'm around and I'm feeling frustrated and anxious and nervous and anger, I can walk away from it, breathe, to breathe me, bring me back into this present moment and ask myself, what is this that I'm reflecting onto someone else? Or what can I learn from this? What am I supposed to be learning right now? It's mind-blowing what happens. So there's another side to this. For the people who have done the work, working on their brains, it's constant, it's evolving, it's growing for the rest of our lives. And we master skills. But then we feel an emotion or 
we think we feel like a deep negative emotion and we think something's wrong with us like we should know how to handle this and i want to offer you some compassion for yourself to let you know and remind you that even if you are a believer that you are light and love and a goddess and a queen and a guide and a leader and a teacher and a coach and a mentor you my dear queen, are also human, living a human experience. So the second that you feel like something must be wrong with you for experiencing a deep, negative human emotion, I want to offer you, you are human, and this does not mean that anything is wrong with you. You are exactly who you are supposed to be right now in this exact version. The version of the mother that you are right now is the exact version your kids need right now. The version of yourself in your role as CEO of your business is the exact version of yourself that you need to be right now. This is true for every single role that you take on. Emotions mean nothing about you. Results mean nothing about you. You just get to decide how you think about it. One of the biggest things that I, um, one of my, the biggest tools that I use when I'm feeling really intense, deep emotions is I write everything down that I'm thinking and burn it and, or throw it away because I need to get things out of my brain and onto paper. And usually those deep negative emotions are all about me and my abilities and capabilities to create what I want and be who I want to be. And it's so, it's so sad. I want to give my brain a hug when I start to think of all the things that my brain thinks about me. And I, it just, it, it's heartbreaking to me and I'm just so grateful that my there are times when I my brain is on board and I get my brain on board but I want to give my brain just the biggest hug and I feel like I do that when I'm able to see what my brain is thinking about me on paper and that's me taking care of my brain because I'm able to tell my brain no let's get it out of there. You don't need to keep thinking this about yourself anymore. This is not you. And usually, almost always, the second I write it on paper, it is released and my brain doesn't think about it until another deep emotion comes up and it happens again. And the tool I use is writing it down, feeling it, crying it out, talking about it and letting it go. It's the thoughts that we keep on believing and thinking that we don't identify. Like I know the the typical thoughts and beliefs my brain comes up with. I'm like, oh my gosh, that's so cute. Like that's so not who we are anymore. And I'm exactly who I'm supposed to be, but let's just release that because this this thought about ourselves does not serve us in any way. If you're not aware of what those thoughts are, then you're going to keep showing up as a version of yourself that your brain is telling you who you are. And remember, you are not your brain or your body. You are you. You are 
your soul. You are a queen. You are a goddess. You are light. You are love. That is you. And we have our body and our brain, our three powers, our mind, body, soul to work together to create a life of adventure and love and joy while we are on this earth. We are not here to live and pay bills and die. How miserable is that? That makes me want to cringe. Oh, we are so not here to do that. We are here to create. We are here to see what we can do. We are here to see what we are able to envision and make come alive in reality and physical form. I remember when I first started my e-commerce store, Simple and Blush, and getting that first head tie back from a manufacturer and it was my idea came out into physical form. It was just in the air. And then I did the work to get it in my hands. Imagine that about your dream home. It is in your brain. It is in the air. It's in the universe. It's right there. Are you willing to do the work, the fun work to make it your reality, to walk into your brand new house? Are you willing to do that? And remember, there's no right or wrong answer. So here's a takeaway for today. Remember, you are human. Remember that you are exactly who you are supposed to be. Remember that you can support your future versions of yourself who need you. And what I mean by that is the version of you who wants to work and has sick kids that have to stay at home. How can you support her? How can you support the version of you whose husband has to leave unexpectedly to go on a work trip and you're having to manage and take care of the house without a team member there? How can you support her now? Walk through all of the what ifs of what could happen so that you can figure out a strategy right now. This is you supporting future versions of yourself now. If and when some one of those obstacles happens, you have a plan. Your brain is going to start out thinking, what are we going to do? Where are we going to start? I don't know what to do what's next. What am I going to what am I going to do with the kids? Oh my gosh, everything's going downhill. I'm always putting out fires. We get to calm our brain down, let it know we're on the same team, let our brain know we have its back always, and that we have a plan. We prepared for this. Remember when I created my obstacle and strategies list and I said, oh, the kids are going to be home on a work day. What was my strategy I wrote down? I go back to my notes and I look at it. I'm like, oh my gosh, thank you, July Aaron for creating the strategy. I don't have to freak out. We're good. We're going to be okay. We can still achieve our goals and get what we want. And we're just going to have a fail plan and we're going to let things go. And we're going to ask for help, lots of help. So I hope you guys have an amazing, amazing week. Please let me know if however I can help you. Um, you can find me in Instagram and message me there. I am always there sending voice messages back and forth with all of you and I love it so much. I hope you guys have an awesome week and I'll talk to you soon. 
let us know you love this episode by writing us a review, share it on Instagram, and make sure you tag me, Coaching with Erin, so that I can message you back and connect with you. If you want to receive my new episodes weekly, make sure you subscribe to the podcast. And like always, thank you, Queens, for being here, being you, and owning what you want. Life is so fun with you. I'll talk to you next week.